0: Hi everyone, we're going live on YouTube now, yes, okay, we're going live on YouTube, and thank you for tuning early to the show, I appreciate the efforts you make, and it's Friday, we all love Friday, because weekend has arrived, and I guess Friday is the most relaxed day at work and school, so... Welcome to the episode of Reason Within. This is the sixth episode and I'm Deborah Chatrin. I'll be hosting this program. So if this is your first time coming to this channel, I will tell you a bit about what about this program. What is this program is all about? So basically, this is a virtual talk show that we create to advocate mental wellness, mental well-being to young people. In this current situation, we should put our attention to our mental health or mental wellness. And on each episode, we provide a series of simulating topics so that our viewers can resonate with each case that we share. And we also invite guest speakers from different places, different countries to share their thoughts and ideas on the importance of being mentally healthy and stable. From the beginning of our show, We have to make sure that we have to build value with the content that we are creating, so that our viewers can get values from each episode that they are watching. And this program also provides Q and A section. So if you have any questions related to mental illness or mental health, please drop your questions in the chat box on this YouTube channel. Since we have our guest from. The Philippines, okay, I hope that we also receive questions from the Philippines, yeah, from Malaysia, from all countries. All right, without further ado, I would like you to meet our panel for this sixth episode. I would like to invite all the panels in. Oh, I can see Dr. Jane is here now. Thank you so much, Dr. Jane. We've been waiting for you. We're so happy to hear, to see your beautiful face. Okay. Our guest speaker for this episode is Dr. James, uh, from Malaysia, right? Am I right? Malaysia. I'm originally, I'm,
1: University I'm, uh, the I
0: was born in Philippines.
1: I'm a Filipino. Through and through, but uh, I have lived in Malaysia uh, because I'm married here. I'm a PR in Malaysia. Permanent resident. Okay. Uh,
0: Okay, we would like to know more about you. Would you please uh, later on prepare uh, your introduction about yourself? Yeah? Okay? Later on. Okay. Uh, If you notice in each episode, we invite young people to be with us because these young people... Are going to share their real life struggles on how they value mental wellness and in this episode we invited grace tanya and jessica with us so grace is a sophomore hi grace could you please unmute
2: say hi to the
0: viewers grace
2: hello everyone hi see you
0: okay so grace is a sophomore she has passion for singing she is currently active in leadership ministry She's also a member of a singing choir named Ansi Syncantica, And she's also good at theat- theatrical performance. She loves acting. And her dream when she was a kid was to be an actress. Yeah. And then we also have Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Hello. Everybody. Okay. So Tanya is a very skillful person. She also sings. She loves singing French songs. She joins motorbike community. She loves riding motorbike and she's going to put that story on how she started joining this riding community and just wait for that. And she's also a leader of Focal Group. She currently lives in Jakarta, the capital city of Indonesia. Okay. We, ha- we it's nice to have you, Tanya. And also, we also have Jessica here. Hi, Jess. Hello everyone. Okay. So, Jessica is a sophomore. She currently lives in Palembang, South Sumatra, one of the provinces in Indonesia. She's active also in singing ministry. She could play the piano and violin. She uses her talent to serve the Lord by joining different kind of ministries. And her motto in life is to keep praying and working. And together with our young speakers here, we have our beautiful guest, Dr. Jane yup we truly appreciate the time and effort you take to be with us in this episode so dr jane could you please i think uh, i don't have the right to introduce yourself so could you please introduce yourself to our viewers about you
1: all right, thank you very much for this uh, kind invitation. My name is actually quite long, but thank God that I married a Chinese, so therefore my my name was uh, from Mary Jane Bracasio Botabara. Now uh-huh. uh, I'm known to everyone as Jane Yap. So um, I'm a registered nurse by profession. Um, I have worked in many in this. Um, many companies in the past. I was um, a lecturer in nursing. I was um, a consultant for uh, a British company. And uh, I've also worked as a cardiac nurse in a hospital altogether for five years. And um, I have worked in Peninsula Malaysia Mission of the Seventh-day Adventist Church as health director for nine years. I completed my uh, bachelor's degree in Philippine Union College, now Adventist University of the Philippines. Uh, I've uh, completed my master's in nursing from Monash University. Kuala Lumpur Campus, and a Doctor of Public Health from AUP. So currently, I'm a Chair of Public Health Graduate Department in AUP. We have many Indonesian students as well, and um, I enjoy working in the community, and uh, I really love community work. I'm a public health professional, and uh, I design programs for the community, and uh, I'm married to Alan Yap. And uh, I'm a permanent resident in Kuala Lumpur, uh, in Malaysia. And I've lived here since 1996 until now. So uh, I'm very happy to share my experience with you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Dr. Jane, for your introduction. You have awesome credentials. We truly cannot wait to hear your stimulating talk later on. Okay, once again, to all the speakers, to all the panel, I'm so honored to have you all in the sixth episode of Wisdom Within. We truly have great women in the show. Okay, in this episode, we come up with this topic, extreme makeover, good attitude. Our panel is going to share with us how to do makeover on our attitude in facing life struggles. Now, I would like to share you a picture Okay, I think I'll just share the picture later on yeah, in our discussion. Uh, so to, our topic is extreme makeover. And sometimes we let ourselves sink into problems, making our minds promiscuous. And therefore, we need to take action to make over our mind and attitude in handling pro- problems in life. Now, we're going to have in-depth discussion on how to have Extreme makeover and start enjoying our life. I would like to invite Grace. Could you please share your life struggles? Because you know, it's a universal thing that people experience frustration and depression in life. And I would like you to share your story. The time is
2: yours. Thank you, Memory Bora, for the opportunity. Well, good morning, everyone. Today, I want to talk about depression, but first of all, I have a question. Have you ever felt like you are depressed? Well, in my opinion, uh, depression is another level of sadness. It feels like you are feeling so blue, and when everything feels too hard, feels too hard. When I feel so low, I have no longer the same joy that I used to enjoy my day's day happily, and I wonder how I ever Uh, enjoy anything at all. I wonder what other people have that I cannot uh, get a hold of it. And I find it uh, so difficult to get out of bed, uh, whether in the morning or night, and I feel like I have to drag myself through each day. I have an experience with depression, especially in the academic world, and I think it's a prevalent issue in in the literary world can be a challenging place to contend with the idea that depression is my fault. Honestly, there are lots of things that cause stress in academic world. Still, in my experience, the leading cause is life changes, like leaving school, getting into university, feeling too many things to do, and feeling unprepared, feeling overwhelmed by the assignment. So, it always makes me Depressed, and then I spent that entire period for blaming myself for being le- lazy and stupid. Well, for most of my life, if I felt sad or stressed, the only way that I had is to uh, ignoring my problems and pretend that I was okay. So I most likely do when depression knocks. Are I thought that I just need I just needed to work harder to ignoring my problems and pretending that I was okay and forcing myself to move on. Well, I I always all convinced that if I didn't uh, pretend that I was fine, if anyone realized that I was struggling, they probably will judge and dislike me. And this way worked well enough sometimes. And you know, It's not easy to let me out of depression because sometimes I understood that I felt depression, but I didn't think that I had it. I didn't think that I had a depression in my life because that was something that happened to other people also, I guess. But the thing that I I always uh, believe in is the power of pray. So when I am struggling with something, I always pray to God and surrender all my problems to God. I believe in God through my prayers. And when I face something really hard for me, I try to calm myself and try to see everything in the positive side. Uh, Then I feel better. So I try to solve my problems. And rather than focusing on the negative stuff that I know it may be affect my mental health and make my mind getting worse. Um, And moreover, you know that depression is no joke when it comes to affecting my productivity. Sometimes it can save my motivation to perform even the simplest of tasks. And other than that, uh, I usually lose my creativity to think. So I prefer to make things Uh, instantly rather than make them more creative and exciting and maybe you have felt the same as me Uh, so uh, as I said in the beginning for me it's not easy to me to control my mind not to be depressed not to be uh, felt sad or stressed because you know actually depression is a reaction to a life that Uh, you never imagine will be yours. And it is such a typical experience and there is no shame in having it. And I think there is no way, uh, there is no sure way, I mean, to prevent depression. So when I depression, uh, when I get a depression, all I do is try diverting my mind to something fun and make myself busy by riding a bike, Uh, reading a book, learning to cook, and so forth. And besides that, um, of course, exercise, which help decrease depression and anxiety and improve my moods. So maybe that's all that I can share to you. Thanks for attention.
0: attention. Thank you so much, Grace, for sharing your life struggles with us. Yes, you're right. When depression knocks our lives, we become restless, we lose creativity. And I like the way you mentioned that when we are depressed, we just try to divert our mind. Thank you once again for sharing. Now, I would like to invite Tanya. Could you please share your story on how you plan to quit? Like, quitting is a solution because you are depressed. Could you please share your story?
3: Um, Okay. Um, I will continue uh, what Grace has shared about depression. Um, I personally can resonate with what Grace has shared about depression. When we are depressed, try to make uh, good things like cooking or helping others uh, when they need help. My topic is is quitting a solution. When I reached, uh, when I, uh, when I was in third grade um, of primary school, I was a cheerful kid. But when I found out that my parents would live a separate life, and I had to live with my grandmother, my joy was faded and vanished. I was an, a cheerful. An active person again in the class, and also my grades, all of my grades were falling. When I reached junior high school, I chose uh, to live uh, with my mom instead of leaving my grandma. This is where the problems uh, more arose. My grandma didn't really like my mom. Uh, and she didn't like my decision to live with my mom, and she didn't want to pay all of my school tuition. So my mom had to had to work hard to earn money to support my studies. In a school where my mom sent me, I have I also have a problem too. Uh, I didn't feel fit well with the students. So I transferred to another school. Even though I had lived with my mom, my grandmother um, kept inter- interfering my life. But my mom told me that just ignore it and stay focused on my study. After I graduated senior high school, my grandma asked me to pursue college life. And she wanted me to take an English major because she promised that she would pay all of my uh, college fee, but I didn't want to take an English major because I want to take an art and music major, art or music major. Meanwhile, my dad also disagree with my uh, grandma's opinion, and my dad want me to learn radio streaming skills, but my grandmother insists and in paying for my stu- uh, situation, and I was so depressed because I don't like uh, I don't like this major, I don't like English major, and in my heart say uh, asked that. Should I obey my grandmother? I felt being forced to follow my grandmother's request. I disliked the situation. I was furious with everyone in the family. And I felt and I felt like no one cares about no one cares about my desires. I started then I started to go out with my friends, hang out with my friends. Uh, going to the bar and try the smoking cigarettes or vape. And then I joined to a motorcycle motorcycle club community, which is not meant to female. Nevertheless, deep inside of my heart, I was brokenhearted. I was cried a lot. I felt like lonely, as if no one cares about my existence. I realized what I did is, was wrong. Going to club, smoking, smoking, and join a motorcycle club would not give, my, give me a genuine peace. I kept searching and searching, and then I felt quitting. I asked myself, is quitting a solution? That moment, I thought that if I left the world, all of my problems will disappear. I didn't have to burden myself. Is it an excellent solution to quit? From my experience, at first, I felt um, it's right to quit. I could find I could find the comfortable place, and then. I can run away from the problems that I get through, but then I realized it was not good for my future. Then, where uh, this is where, where this is where I started to search God. When I came to God and searched to know God, I felt more relieved. He helped me to make a de- make a good decision wherein I fam. Wherein I finally um, agreed to follow my grandmother's uh, uh, want me to be. I put this problem in God's hands and don't care about the other things. And I try to focus on my future. He helps me get through all of these problems. And so I hope you all put all of your problems to God and believe on him. Because I know that there are times we just want to quit. We want to solve the problems by quitting. But I personally think that quitting is not the right uh, the right solution. So why many millennia- millennials as my age is easy to quit and cannot handle hard situation? I am a millennial and I realize that most millennials consider complex challenge to be a burden. Millennials are too spoiled with technologies and don't have a strong mentality. We are used to getting things quickly. Different like the old day, the old days the that which had to be work hard and when we give something, when we have something. I wish I could be a different millennials that is independent, not finding a shortcuts to get solution. And I wish I could be a millennial who use my digital skills, uh, digital technologies for a positive purpose. I don't want to depend on the internet because it is not good for the future. It affects the way I make decisions in my life. I think that's all uh, of my sharing. Thank you. Uh,
0: thank you, Tanya, for being so open and vulnerable with us in sharing your journey to find your true self and started walking with God. I truly enjoy listening to your sharing. Now, my dear viewers, I know that everyone is going through life struggles and we, are in con- we, we actually con- have a control in our lives and we have the choice whether to sink into problems or fight back for a more joyful life. And I would like to invite Jessica here to tell her experience on how she replenished herself when she had depression.
1: Okay, thank you, Ma'am Deborah, for the opportunity. All right, Tania has shared her matter about quitting. She also shared that millennials tend to quit whenever they encounter difficulties, and aside from that, they don't like demanding challenges. I realized that in this era, young people don't want to force themselves to do complicated things. They too quickly to give up. Furthermore. I am part of the millennials, and there are times that I want to quit whenever I find things get harder. So, please allow me to share my story on how I got depressed and frustrated, especially in my academic journey. One day, uh, when I was in my first year, I was so struggling to adapt to my environment. I must adapt with my college life. However, I enjoyed my senior high school moments
2: where no fill-up assignments, no organization that I must join, no need to manage my time, and so on. So
1: in my first year of college, I started to feel depressed on one of my subjects because I got a firm lecturer. I just felt wanting to give up and shift at my major. I was really struggling to catch up with the lessons. On the other hand, uh, when midterm week came, I became so restless, especially for the subject that I was afraid of. And my mind was filled with questions. Will I pass? Will I be able to take the exam? Will I be able to answer the questions properly? And honestly, that was the worst week of my life it was a terterest week for me full of tears then uh, the only thing that comforted me during my difficult moment was god i prayed to him and i decided to study hard for the exam so the mid-grade was released and the result was disappointing and my grade was not satisfying I blamed myself for not being smart and not and intelligent. Then I decided to have my daily prayer. Uh, I comforted myself by saying, do your best on final exam. So I began to form different strategy of learning, which is I'm learning with my friends. And when final exam week arrived, I was much prepared. And I thank God when I got the result, it was not that disappointed as before. So from my story, I realized that when I had negative thoughts in my mind, I was actually hurting myself with all those negativities and not being able to perform well. Therefore, uh, I and my generation need our self replenishing There's something missing in my life, which is low learning attitude. I need to replenish myself with something new and energetic. I need to recharge myself with something that makes my self-confidence increase. And I belittle myself too much. In addition, uh, involving God to replenish myself was the best thing in my life. God helps me store energy and positive minds, fill myself up. The minute I am connected to God, I suddenly feel my life are vibrant and blissful. I now have a story that how everything is to myself. Anyhow, uh, I have another experience that I want to share. One time I was faced with a situation that where I thought I couldn't handle it. I am the first born in the family. I have one brother, and he is in grade to senior high school. In this pandemic of COVID-19, all the schools and universities have only have online learning, including my university. So uh, it makes me struggling to handle and manage my time because I have to help my mother do the Household sorrows. I have class that starts from morning until evening. Uh, I must do many of my assignments that must be submitted. I have to study for quizzes and etc. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, I felt tired of just sitting down on my chair, watch my laptop for nine hours per day, and I got cranky easily. And it's different when I had offline learning. All I did was go to the library and study. And one day, I had thought that I want to take a rest from college because I felt how tired I was studying online. And I think college was just a burden for me. And no one cared about me. But uh, I reflect on my life. Depressing and quitting our life toxicity. Will I be like this all the time? Do I not want there is enthusiastic and development in me? And how long do I want to be like this? And these are just my thoughts and my life becomes toxic. Rather than that, I can enjoy life, find happiness and live like that. And all I, and all I get is a life full of of complaining, and not being grateful for what I have. Not necessarily others having a life like mine. Well, this is why self replenishing is the best thing for me. I need to erase those toxicities in my mind and start living a grateful life. Sometimes I like to talk to a mirror and talk to myself like, you are strong, you can do it. Stay healthy. Hang on. It's almost finished, Jessica. And yeah, just the simple word for keeping my my spirit fire. So everyone has his own struggle in life. And therefore, everyone has his own way to replenish himself. And before I end my sharing, I would like to share to all our viewers how I replenish myself. The first is I start to love myself. Love yourself means you, did, you, you don't need to force yourself to do the things you didn't like. The second is I enjoy the process, especially my academic journey. I stop for complaining. The third is I start finding my hobbies. It makes me vigorous. The fourth is is I pray to God daily, and the last is I enjoy challenges. Well, I know that we all have our ways to replenish ourselves. It depends on who you are and what your preferences are. So take this step to replenish yourself. Appreciate yourself and practice self-care. We should... Uh, realize that things always don't go the way we want it. Instead of complaining, focus on what is in your power to control, starting with your thoughts and feelings and appreciate what you have right now, including what you have gained from lessons learned. And if you are deciding to quit, remember how you start. I think that's all that I can share with you. Thank you. Thank you, Jess, for
0: sharing with us on how you replenish your your life. It's so true. Yes, self-love gives significant change in your life. I really enjoy listening to all your stories, my dear young people. Thank you once again, Grace, Tanya, and Jess. And now it's time for us to listen to Dr. Jane. She's going to tell us how to have extreme makeover with our attitude when we are depressed or frustrated. So here here is the moment that we've been waiting for. So Dr. Jane, would you love to share with us how to have extreme makeover with our attitude when we are stressful? The time is yours.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here once again. And um, it, it is a privilege to share Uh, based on my experience, because obviously I am uh, much way older than you guys. (laughs) I'm already turning 50. This is my year, 50 years old. And I'm so happy to tell you that. (laughs) Um, And uh, definitely I I really enjoy, like what you said, Ma'am Deborah, I I totally enjoy listening to your testimonies. Uh, As a millennial, I can, uh, I mean, we lived in the 1970s, 1980s, where we don't have Instagram, we don't have Facebook, we don't have a fear of missing out, (laughs) you know, we're just happily um, under the rain, you know. We love it when it rains because we can go to the river and we can do all those things that... amazing unbe- unbelievable childhood and i think those of you who are my age can relate to that and uh it's it's really good i mean we, i personally had a very good childhood because we were out there in the field compared to what you guys are going through now and i cannot even imagine i i don't even want to imagine how you guys are going through because of the influences of so many things the world is too noisy so um yeah, uh, well, today I'm going to, this is a big task <laughs> because uh, there is really, it's it's a, a bit of a hey, gray. Um, how do we develop good attitude? How can we change our mind? So we need to start from the very beginning whereby we need to understand how our brain works. <laughs> and um, as uh, I would call myself as a um, I came from a medical background and uh, pretty much I can share with you how the brain works and what can we do, especially if we are surrounded by things that we cannot we cannot change, you know, things that is beyond our control. So uh, hopefully this will give a light to all our viewers who are experiencing or are struggling right now with so many negative things going on in their mind and in their lives. So I have five objectives. Hopefully we can, uh, um, I, we can cover this within the next 20, 30 minutes. We will explore what is an attitude and what is an outlook so that we are talking the same thing, the same context, no? what we mean by outlook or attitude. We will draw the connection between having a good attitude or a good outlook and health, you know, um, because no matter how beautiful you are, if you get COVID-19, if you get ill, you are going to miss out. The the fear of missing out will be much more, much more if you die, you know, out of illness. So there is definitely a connection between the mind, um, the good attitude, good outlook, and health. So we're going to explore that a little bit. And we will have uh, some strategies on how you can develop positive outlook. Uh, We will explain the role of the brain in conceiving the right attitude and outlook and choose to be positive so we will have the brain and the heart connection here you know the brain and the attitude connect so that we can really uh, decide choose I like to be informed with choices I, I don't like to be told oh you should do this because I said so because this person said so so you have to do you know we we need to be able to examine why is it why do I have to change you know it, it is it uh, um, doable, the change that you're talking about? You know, so we need to be able to, in, to have informed choices, I call it. But let me start by um, a biblical foundation, okay? Those of you who are suffering right now with uh, negativity or with sadness or depression, no. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So do not be discouraged. You are already on the right path. You have already chosen the good thing. And the Lord is watching. And the Lord is helping. No, And he who started that good work in you, he will make sure that you will be able to finish it until the day of his coming. So I, I googled the term Attitude. Because, as I said, we want to see the context of where we are coming from so that we all understand uh, where this is coming from. And so the Google Translation of Attitude is, the definition is, a settled way of thinking or feeling of something. It is a feeling or an opinion about something or someone or a way of behaving that is uh, caused by something else. No? So you have settled your way about certain things. And sometimes once you settle your way about it, no matter what people say, you cannot change that anymore because that's already settled. You know, in your mind, that is settled. You know, that's why when I'm invited actually to, to uh, counsel someone or to talk about something, the first thing that I would ask is, what is their bias against this, uh, this issue? what is the bias what is the attitude no and the, the synonym of attitude is outlook no it's an outlook what is your outlook what is your settled opinion about something so when we talk about attitude here we are talking in the context of outlook no what is your outlook so the definition of outlook is your point of view or your general attitude to life It describes your belief about the future. And there are two types of outlook, by the way. It can be positive outlook or a negative outlook. We are talking about being optimistic and being pessimistic. So when we talk about attitude in our context here, we're talking about outlook and it can be a positive or a negative outlook. Now, some people say that uh, if I'm happy, then I am positive. (laughs) Is that right? When you're happy, eventually or automatically, you are positive. People know, young people especially nowadays, they always like to look for happiness. What makes me happy? What can make me feel happy? Because when I'm happy, then everything will be all right. Everything will be okay. My life is going to be a, a bed of roses. No more problems if I'm happy. Well, I'm sorry to tell that the pursuit of happiness is not sustainable in your outlook, in pursuing your right attitude. And uh, this is the difference between happiness and positivity or a positive outlook. When you are happy, it is only about a mood, talking about the mood. It is the feeling. And when you talk about feeling, it is very changeable. No? Sometimes you're angry. After five hours, you're no longer angry. You know, just like children. Sometimes they're bergado, gado, kan? Tapi selepas bergadu, sudah okay dah. That's why Jesus said, be like children. Even though mara, you know, even though bergado, gado, tapi it doesn't last long. They change. When you give them lollipop, they're okay already. They're happy again and then they will hug you again. You see, that is a mood. And the pursuit of happiness does not always equate for a sustainable sustainable outlook or sustainable good attitude. So I would say young people do not pursue happiness, but pursue positivity, right? Because positivity is a state of the mind, meaning it is the one that is linked to, to, to to life longevity. It is a very positive role to recover from your depression it is the only one that will help you recover from your sadness. It is positivity is a state of mind that will affect eventually your immune system so that you will not get sick, you know, and it's a very important factor against smoking, against premarital sex, against drinking, against doing drugs, against partying, it's really a very important re- factor, so that you can get away from risky behaviors. Positivity—that's the goal we need to pursue on when uh, we talk about attitude. It's a state of the mind, regardless of what people are, what, regardless of what's going on around us. You are hopeful. You are looking forward to a good stuff. You know, you don't you don't feel the negativity because you are hopeful. Uh, you have a positive spirit and you are looking forward to something great. Now, that is very different from being happy. When you're happy, just acknowledge that you're happy, but eventually it will dissipate. The feeling will dissipate because it's only a mood. But change the mind, change it to positivity, then you are going to be okay. However, is it okay? Is it easy to be positive? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done. Why? Because being positive, by the way, young people, is inherited. (laughs) Genes predispose some people to focus on the negative. A study in the British Columbia among 200 participants who were shown positive, negative, and neutral words in a rapid succession, the study found out that there is a genetic composition tendency to see life through a negative lens. And the gene is named ADRA2B, the Adventist Disaster Relief Agency. It's a gene for negative people. So how much negative genes do you have? So it's an ADRA2B deletion variant, which influences the hormone and neurotransmitter, specifically norepinephrine, which play a role in the formation of your emotional memory. So for these kind of people with the gene ADRA2B, I'm sorry to say, it's so hard to be positive. Because it's already inside in your biological components, no? So, how will you know that you have the gene? All right. Very simple self-test. You are doing an outdoor walk. Walking or jogging or whatever. Uh, The terrain is a bit rugged, no? Like uphill, uphill. And uh, the the road you are walking on is gravel, gravel, no? I mean, uh, full of small stones but beautiful scenery how will you react will you likely notice more potential hazards okay places you could sleep loose rocks that might fall or angry faces instead of seeing the natural beauty which one will you focus on <laughs> the hazards loose ah you know so scared that you may you may fall so scared that you may uh, you may um um Step on something. So scared that the smell is not so nice. So scared that there's so many, what? Bera uh, 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 and <laughs> Dog, dog poos. <laughs> so, you know, and then so many, so many uh, and, um, unnecessary things that are on your way. Are you focusing more on that? Or are you focusing on... Wow, so beautiful. Look at the mountain. Look at how beautiful the sunset is. Look at the leaves. Wow, so beautiful. Which one you you focus more on? Well, if you focus more on the hazards, places you can sleep, loose rocks that might fall, angry faces, your tendency L, is to be negative. All right. So if your answer is you focus more on this hazard, then your outlook tend to be negative and you have your ancestors to blame on, your parents. You can blame your parents for, ha- for thinking that way, straight away, because the gene is inside you. The AIDRA to be is inside you, unfortunately. Alright? And you will have a greater difficulty in adjusting to the new normal of this COVID-19 pandemic and you will have a greater difficulty in your transition. Transition means first year high school, yeah, Uh, grade 12 or senior high school, going to college, freshman college, or graduating from college, yeah. Uh, Transitioning in life is, or when someone dies, you know, your loved one dies, uh, very close friend dies, or uh, any event in your life that will really um, test your resilience, you will have a greater difficulty in adjusting to the struggles in life compared to those people who were born with positive outlook. Unfortunately, and we have to accept that already at this very early stage. Yeah, because uh, as I said, it's difficult for some people. Top 10 most emotionally positive countries. Do you think Indonesia is in the list? (laughs) <laughs> right, what do you think? According to 2019 Gallup report, the top 10 most emotionally positive countries are tan, 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 Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, come in the 12th, 13th, and 14th in the world, way ahead of all other Asian countries, you see? So genetically, <laughs> Indonesians and Philippines have positive mindset that is very good compared to our Brothers and sisters from China, number 31. Japan, number 60. India, number 78. And Korea, um, number 95. In Asia, the highest suicide rates are among Japan and South Korea, by the way. Yeah. In Asia. So uh, it it actually tells no where we are right now. Uh, So... I I praise God that uh, I'm born in this part of the world uh, because at least no matter how difficult life will lead me or will give me, I have a positive genes and I'm looking forward to that and I'm very hopeful to that. So uh, then again, those of us with this kind of thing, with this kind of positivity, we need to be able to... um, Infect others with the positivity, you know, because if we only keep it to ourselves also, then, you know, we are just being positive among us. So we need to be able to infect the world with positivity. The question in the Gallup is very interesting. Okay, you can answer this by yourself. Did you feel well rested? Did you have enough sleep last night? Yes or no, you can answer that. Were you treated with respect yesterday? Mm. Did you smile? Or laugh a lot yesterday. <laughs> Did you learn or do something interesting yesterday? Ah, see? Did you experience the following feelings during a lot of the uh, of yesterday? S- worry, sadness, stress, anger. <laughs> so I mean it's a very the, the questions are very applicable to us as well, you know. So it will test whether you are positive or negative. You have more of this. If you have more positive, then definitely your day was positive yesterday and it will be positive today. So what's the connection between a a negative outlook and health? Well, if you are having a negative outlook, you know, you see imperfections, you you feel sad, the, the anxiety and the stress level is high. No, and sometimes you cannot sleep at night. And so in the morning, when you wake up because you're very sleepy, you will drink coffee after coffee after coffee just to make you alive and alert. You know, but that is not actually the case. The stress level is still high. The anxiety level is stress high. And when it's high, cortisol actually is a good hormone. It is the one that balances our stress level so that we do not go to Mental hospital, when we are under stress. Cortisol helps us with our stress so that we don't go cuckoo, you know, when we are feeling stressed or anxious. However, too much cortisol release, guess what? It will attack the CD4 helper T cells. CD4 is a very important helper T cell. It is the one that helps us not to get COVID, by the way. Your CD4 helper T cells is high. Your immunity is high against COVID, that is, or against any other diseases, not just COVID 19. So, but too much cortisol will attack the very thing that will prevent you from being infected by COVID. So, when the CD4 cells are attacked, guess what? Low immunity. And when you did not wear mask or somebody did not, not wear a mask and you're exposed to COVID 19, guess what? you will get the infection. So that's how we are interrelated and interconnected. The emotion that you feel, the sadness that you feel, the negativity that you feel, the cortisol, so that you don't go cuckoo, the cortisol will come and defend you. Your mental health will defend you, be defended by cortisol. However, too much cortisol will also affect your CD4 helper T cells. And in the end, you will be prone to infection. So you did not die of depression, but you will die of the infection. That's what it is. That's how interrelated and interconnected we are in our body and our, in our mind. Okay, so researchers in Concordia University found that optimists have a better biological response to stress than pessimists. The next thing that I'm thinking of studying is the um, the stress level of uh, people who got COVID-19 compared to those who did not get COVID-19. I think that's a very good study. Is it true that uh, my hypothesis would be, is it true that those who are highly stressed will get COVID compared to those who are people who are not stressed? That would be good. The stress hormone cortisol tends to be more stable in people with positive outlook. And the inability to look on the bright side causes cortisol to be Constantly elevated And optimism not only Reduces stress but It also promotes the production of Dopamine, endorphins, serotonins Which are the happy hormones Yeah So pretty much that's the connection Between being positive And uh, Feeling happy And uh, not getting illness The question is can a pessimist Become, a, become an optimist can we transform our mind from being negative, always looking at the negative, into becoming a positive or an optimist? The answer is yes. And one of those people who did a lot of social experiments on boosting positivity and transforming negative mind into a positive mind is Martin Seligman. No? He authored, uh, he's the father of positive psychology. Uh, he authored a book and made the research learned optimism. In other words, you can learn to be optimistic. All right. He said in his book, the defining characteristic of pessimists is that they tend to believe that bad events will last a long time. I'm like this and I'm going to die like this. Until now, I don't have, I'm already 30 years old and I don't have a boyfriend yet. I think I will die a virgin. (laughs) You know, sometimes we think like that and what we think it will definitely happen. If you think you will die a virgin, it will happen. (laughs) You know, if you think that no, no more thing in your life is going to happen that's it if that's how you think dr seligman said pessimistic people tend to believe that things happening right now it will that's it no more escape out <laughs> you know will undermine everything they do and everything is their fault covid-19 is also their fault the the thing that uh, the, the the friend was infected by covid is because it's their fault the optimists on the other hand who are confronted with the same hard knocks of this world think about misfortune in opposite way like that they tend to believe that defeat is just a temporary setback or a challenge that its cause are just confined to this one case alone you know it's not a generalization one person only said that you are fat. Everyone thinks you are fat. And that every time you go out, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the negative people think, think to generalize. Everything negative happening in their lives is a generalization of everything. you know. But the positive, the optimist people is different. They think that only one person said I'm fat. My husband said I'm still sexy. I'm still good, so it's okay, you know. So you 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 tend to believe for positive people that it's just temporary thing, you know. I'm fat now, but I will eventually lose weight, you know. So it's this is just a thing happening right now. These two shall pass. That is their mantra. This COVID nineteen pandemic also will pass. You know, this uh, um, very difficult subject that I'm taking right now, it will also pass. And I will not even remember when I'm already the CEO of a company. <laughs> if I'm already a very high flying, um, working in a very good corporate company, I will not even remember that I had a C or a C minus in my subject when I was in college. You don't think like that. You, you think ahead. You, you can train your brain to do that. And everything starts with your frontal lobe, the brain, very considered unique among humans. It is involved in so many things. Do not underestimate this one, this part of the brain. All right? This is the one that regulates your sadness and your happiness. This is the thing that regulates your emotions, what you're feeling now, how you interact with others, and most importantly, your personality. The frontal lobes is very critical in defi- difficult decision making. When you are faced with choices, to drink or not to drink, to smoke or not to smoke, to have premarital sex or not, these are the what the defining moments of your choices. The frontal lobe is the one that will help you decide. It interact. It the interactions is very essential for human behavior, and the frontal lobe is. Uh, scientific studies have shown that. That is actually the control panel of our personality, the seat of decision making, your morality, and most of all, the spirituality. The battle between good and evil. Before you do things, it starts here first, isn't it? Before you eventually do the action, you are starting thinking about it first, you know? So, what you feed your mind with, eventually, it will define what you will do in the future. So, you feed your mind with negativity you surround yourselves with negative people, you read negative uh, news, you watch negative shows on TV, eventually your thinking will be negative and what you will do later will also be negative. That's what it is. And it is a very key component of controlling everything you do. And that's why Among all the animals, human beings have the highest frontal lobe percentage, 33%, comparing to chimpanzee, 17%, the dog, 7%, cats is 3.5%. So next time you do things without thinking, (laughs) probably it is safe to say that you thought like a chimpanzee. I mean, that's what it is. That's just a fact. If we do things without using our frontal lobe, if we do things without using our brain, definitely we will be comparable to animals sometimes. And that's what it is. All right? A case of frontal lobe damage. What can damage your frontal lobe? Can it be damaged? Definitely. All right? Depression, thinking negatively is one of them. Okay? If... The frontal lobe is damaged. You will you will have an impaired judgment, very poor decision making. There will be changes in behavior. You will be more aggressive, shouting at people without nothing. Uh, you know, the other day, someone uh, I was reading a news yesterday, and there was this guy, a teenager, nineteen years old. He was outside, and then he followed these two women, mother and daughter, back to their homes. And during nighttime, midnight, somewhere, he just went to the window, grabbed the knife from the kitchen, and started killing those two people. Can you imagine? Out of nowhere. But what happened to that? Of course, he was castigated. He was caught by police. He's only 19. This is about two days ago in the United States. Um, But then again, something must have happened to that boy to to make him do that. Because a lot of people were saying, he's a good man, very quiet, very kind. But you know what? Before that happened, I think something must have happened, must have triggered in the frontal lobe. All right? Because there's changes in behavior when the frontal lobe is damaged. Aggression, suddenly very angry, suddenly lashed on people, lack of empathy and jealousy, too much jealousy that it ruined the relationship. Okay, what else? Low motivation. You're not motivated to do anything. All right, low attention span and very easily distracted, and I think this is happening in our world now. Too many attention deficit deficit hyperactivity disorder ADHD, and very prone to doing impulsive or risky behavior. So we need to take care of our frontal lobe, and there are some habits that you know, um, or some uh, damage, some some. Um, Damage, damaging habits that can really ruin our frontal lobe. However, character building is formed in the frontal lobe. So the good and the bad can be formed in the frontal lobe. And the the Greek word character, um, from where we get the word character, literally means your engraving, your marking, or your impression. So when people see you. That's your character So the attainment of our frontal lobe is character building not just a good attitude I would say It's really to build your character your engraving your marking and your impression all right and everything starts from habit formation. It's these are patterns developed through repetition you continue to do that, you continue to think negatively, as I said, and you continue to get, to feed your brain with negative thoughts, you continue to watch negative things or read negative things, the habits will be formed. And you will do it repeatedly and we, you will reinforce it. Then you will continue to do so. And it is more enduring, lasting when they are learned from young. Habits are encouraged when your emotion, thoughts, and behavior are rewarded. That's why those people who were who were brought up with negativity, you know, because of their weight, for example, from young they were said that they are fat, fat, fat. And then when they started to change and do exercise and do nutritional um, changes, and they become looking good, everyone say, "Oh, you're very good, very nice, uh, very." Sexy or what? The, the the kind of encouragement from outside can allow us to do more. However, I would say that these are extrinsic motivation. What people are telling you, because later when they say, "Oh, you you again, uh, you're again fat," you know, after one year of not saying, saying each other, and then you you put on weight, and they will say, "Oh, you're fat." Somehow in Asia, that's the greeting, you know, "You're fat." First time you saw each other, "Oh, you're fat," or oh, you put on weight. Yeah, I said, I I ate my husband. That's why I put on weight. (laughs) I said, during COVID-19, my husband, I ate him all. (laughs) That's why I'm so fat now. I mean, only a positive person can can retort that kind. However, you know... um, it gets into you. You know what people say gets into you. So I would say avoid extrinsic motivation, but be motivated intrinsically inside motivation. You know, there's no other best motivation that is coming from your inside motivation. And it's really feeling good about yourself. We're going to talk about that later. However, how are our, our habits formed? Where? Well, from your brain cells called the neuron, the brain cell. So this is... Uh, your brain cell. This is how it looks like. It has a body, the Soma, and the axon, on the tail, no? So whatever impulses from the outside environment, no? The Soma, the body will be triggered to, uh, to, to, to do it. So for example, when you always, you know, Growing up, I always have this fear of rejection. That's my thing. I do not know, you know. Everyone has their own demons, no? For me, being the eldest, someone was saying that she's the eldest. It's it's actually a disorder for us elders to always please everyone. You know, and that when we are rejected, I feel so badly about it. You know, so what triggers me to become happy in those days is when people praise me, you know, when people praise me, whoa, my big becomes so big. So I always do things to be praised by other people, you know, Then somehow that's the habit that I form. Later, when I'm already, I know better, you know, when I'm adult, I realize that I cannot function like that. I cannot be dependent on people's praises to do things, you know, to do good things. And so I have to train myself, you know. And so when people um, did not have good things to say about me, I have to train my stomach, the way I deliver, the way I get the message. I have to train my brain to think positively beyond the words of that person. And when I start to train my brain, guess what? the SOMA, the, the, the receptor, is taking it positively already. And so for now, you know, it doesn't hurt me as much as when I was younger, you know, when people tend to say negative things about what I do. Because I already trained my brain to, to change it in the processing of, my, of, of, of that kind of remark. And so every impulses coming from the outside environment affects in your brain all right this is how it is the neurotransmitter are here they are the ones that carry the messages from the tail or the axon to the uh, to the soma or to the body so whatever it is that you are getting from the outside environment it has to go through the neurotransmitter in endorphins norepinephrine all those things inside your brain is a term called buton or a button and this button is a uh, is a stop-go. It is called in the inhibitory neuron or uh, a neuron that stops and there is excitatory neuron, a neuron that excites it so that it will become bigger. So the buton is somewhere here. Now, when you are given um, a, an excitatory neurons, for me, it's a positive remark. You know, like, wow, you look good. You did so well. You know, you're you're doing very good. Well done. Whoa, my excitatory neuron is like, wow, so big. So the buton for the excitatory neuron is becoming so big, you know. But then again, I said, I trained myself that that is not what I want to aim, you know. I don't want to aim the to please other people. I want to please God, you know. So even if they say that, I don't want to make it big. So I inhibit it. You know, it's just a a word. They're saying it now, but later if I do wrong, they will definitely be the first one to say negative things to me. So I have to think that in my brain. And so the buton for that will not become so big, it will shrink down, you know. And so you can actually train yourself You know, the negative things, if it's a negative things that you are feeding your mind right now, stop it. You know, don't let the be become big. Stop it right there. You know, instead, focus on the positive so that the excitatory neuron will become bigger. And so, therefore, your negative mind thinking eventually through practice, and I'm talking about long practice, long period of practice, eventually, you know, the negative things that is being fed by people around you or by events happening around you, it will not be as bad anymore because you have trained your excitatory neuron, the buton that triggers the excitatory neuron, you have trained it, you know, to... Um, to think to to think more positively so habit is uh, is difficult to to do breaking habit is very hard forming new habits is quite is quite fast it takes 21 days of continuous practice to build that kind of habit can you imagine 21 days that's a long time to to train this you know and and 21 days is not enough you know, for your buton to continue operating like that, you've already trained yourself to do that. Then it will continue for two years more for that to become a behavior, automatic. So, for example, you're not used to e- sleeping at ten o'clock because you are a twelve midnight one a.m. girl. You know, so this time for twenty one days, you train yourself to to form a new habit of sleeping at ten or ten thirty because that's good for your health. You know, so twenty one days. No matter what, you are by be- on bed by 10 o'clock and you're sleeping at 10.30, I'm just saying. And uh, for 21 days, you're doing that is already a habit. However, after 21 days, you can still have, you can still go back to sleeping at 12 a.m. or 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. You know, you can still return back to that. Unless you're doing it continuously, consistently, regularly for at least two years, then it will turn into a behavior that no matter what is on TV or Netflix, you will not be, mm, I'm sleeping. I don't care what you guys do. I'm going to sleep. It's already a behavior. You have trained your buton, you know, to, 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 to do that good habit. And eventually it will. That's why it's tedious. It's long-term. You need practice. Change. Changing your mindset, changing your habit is a long term. But guess what? The frontal lobe is the real you. This is where decisions are made. This is what defines who you are, whether good or bad. The, great, the seat of the great controversy, the seat of having a good attitude and character. So what can you do to enhance your frontal lobe? Thus, gaining new attitude? There are two stages I put here. Stage one, accept yourself. Accept the things you cannot change, including the family you're born from. (laughs) Unfortunately. You cannot change where you were born from. The mother who bore you out (laughs) from this into this world. You cannot change that. So better accept it, Nalang, you know. You cannot make including the decisions that you are making for yourself right now. When I was your age, my mother would say, as long as you are in my home and as long as you, I'm giving you the money, you cannot decide for yourself. Let me be the one to decide for you. I just have to accept it. I cannot make decisions for myself at that, at that time. But when I graduated and I already have my, my, my job, guess what? Okay, mom, I'm giving you money. So now he's, she said, you can already decide for yourself because you're already earning money for yourself and you're giving us money already. And I think it's a very good, it's a very, uh, it's a good wisdom from my mom. You know, so you cannot make the decision for yourself. Accept it. You know, don't, don't, don't put a a, a fit so that you can get what you want. No, no, no. It's not going to happen. You know, envision your yourself though. Choose good influencers. Very positive role models. <laughs> I, I was telling myself, um, I said, I, I love community work. I said, I'm going to change my profile in my Facebook for Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. He's really my positive role model. I mean, we need positive role models in this time of, uh, of uh, in our lifetime. You know, so surround yourself with good influencers. Not just People with good fashion, you know, people who are, uh, you know, selfie oh boy, good ones. No, those who are whom you can really learn from in terms of character change. Accept that you are not perfect, no one is perfect, and the world is imperfect. And practice, practice good habits, practice positive thinking, practice positivity. You cannot do it and it will not be given to you straight away. Okay, and then stage two are we think the easiest way to do, but uh uh, the hardest part. Sleep by 10 p.m. I wish I can give you more um, scientific evidences, but we don't have much time. But these are really scientifically backed. Okay, sleeping is very important. Two hours before midnight, it will regulate your cortisol, it will enhance your happy hormones because happy hormones are only in it's full capacity in our brain from 12 midnight until about 3 a.m. That window of time. You must be sleeping and snoring your butt off at that time. 12 midnight to 3 a.m. No, really in deep sleep because the, the happy hormones are released in that time. Get out, get sunlight every day. And guess what? You want the best sunlight? 12 noon to 2 p.m. 15 minutes for, for fair Asians like us. No, for fair Asians, only 12, 15 minutes, enough. Expose yourself and get the sunlight. It's very good for happy hormones to be triggered. And guess what? Exercise is very important. It doesn't matter how many minutes, you know, it triggers all the happy hormones in your in your body. Smile more, even if you don't like it. Because according to a study, there is a biophysical response that when you smile, you know, even if you don't like it, the brain triggers that you're happy. And so it will produce straight away the neurotransmitter of endorphins. It's a study. So even if you're sad, just, you know, just smile because it will trigger your brain. Oh, she's happy today. So I will produce more endorphins, right? And love God more seek him daily, and most importantly, go out and help others. Because by helping others in your community, you will forget about yourself. You will forget about your own troubles. You will find out that others have so much trouble than yours. And I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony and stubborn heart and I will give you a tender, responsive heart. So I hope that in your quest for a good attitude, don't stop there. Get the right character, the character of God that emphasizes the heart of God that is inside your heart. So may God bless you and I hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Jane, for your stimulating talk. I think, you know what, Dr. Jane, I I think God really interferes with the process of this advocate. You know, all the guest speakers that we invite in every episode, they have outstanding and unique perspective on sharing about mental wellness. And I just learned something from you, Dr. Jane. I just realized that we should not pursue happiness. We should pursue positivity and this is something that i i enjoy yeah i just realized i, I learned so many things from your talk thank, thank you so much dr jane okay dr jane we received so many questions from our viewers oh, okay. and we will come up with a discussion we're going to come up with a discussion and we have recordings sent by anonymous viewers and the operator is going to play the the first recording. And after that, we're going to have a discussion uh, about the questions that is asked by the sender. Okay, operator, could you please play the recording? Give me a second, ma'am. Okay, wait. We'll wait.
2: To be honest, I don't have a strong super system. I don't enjoy
1: Do you, s- do you hear uh, the
0: sound? Yes, I can hear the sound, but could you please turn off the volume? Okay.
2: To be honest, I don't have a strong support system. I don't enjoy the life I have, and I don't have friends to share my problems or struggles with. How can I enjoy this life if I always feel alone and miserable?
0: Okay, that's the first recording. Uh, Dr. Jane, can you hear the first recording first? Now, we come up with a discussion. Can you hear the recording? Be honest, okay. I don't have... okay what do you think about what would be the best advice for our viewers?
1: oh um yeah um it's very that's actually a very important support group especially the, during this time yes. and uh, i uh, i would like to find out more if i'm going to uh, i mean from from um My perspective, no. I I wanted to find out more. Why is it? What is the reason why that person do not have a support group right now? No, and Mm -hmm. um, because it's really important to have a support, even if it's only one person who's whom you can call on, whom you can call to, and you can talk to. um, So probably that's one way we can help our young people. No, those who are feeling isolated and alone. Uh, we need to embrace them with our presence and with our positivity. That's why I said those who are born with positive spirit, we need to infect more people with, with the positivity because it's very tough to be alone right now. Can I, we, a lot of suicide rates um, in the studies, in reports, uh, is because they feel isolated and they feel alone. So I, I'm so sad that someone feels, feels like that. We need to be able to reach out to these people.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jane. Uh, Could you play play, play the second recording, please?
1: I am a student with the current condition of... condition of COVID-19, I feel a lot of struggling in my life, including the academic journey. My grades were getting worse and my intention to study was gone. So how do I get my enthusiasm for learning in school?
0: Okay. Can you play one more? The recording? One more. Play one more, the recording, please. I
1: am a student with the Condition of COVID 19. With the current condition of COVID 19, I feel a lot of struggling in my life, including the academic journey. My grades were getting worse and my intention to study was
2: gone. So, how do I get my enthusiasm for learning in school?
0: Okay. Now, uh, before, uh, before I ask Dr. Jane to answer, to give advice, I would like to ask young people here, how will you stay positive? How, what would be your advice to this viewer? I would like to start from Jessica. What do you think? What is your best advice for our viewer?
2: Um, okay, ma'am. Uh, for, for, my, for my advice uh, for this case, uh, in my opinion, the enthusiasm
1: is should from yourself. Yeah, you sh- you should have a positive mind and also spirit. Even even though you have uh, online learning, uh, and I think it's okay to feel tired on learning. But remember, you must have uh, self replenishing in your life, as I as I said before, and you must study a lot for your subject. I think that's my advice, ma'am.
0: Okay, thank you. How about you, Grace? You're still okay. a college student. What do you think?
2: Okay, ma'am. Well, uh, so my advice for this case is uh, the we should uh, make a, create a new challenges and set our goals. Uh, what's the thing that uh, we want to achieve? in academic journey so if we make uh, challenges or set our goals it can make or it motivates us to to do the best that's all
0: setting goals yeah i, I like the way you say it, yes. setting goals tanya how about you tanya Do you have any advice tanya for
2: this case particular case
3: i think uh, for for me is When we feel isolated or alone, we can choose to have compassion for ourselves, Uh, get self-kindness,
0: have compassion for ourselves. Okay, you know what, Dr. Jane, I'm teaching in this university and I have a lot of students who are struggling with online learning. Yeah, Yeah, and they they lose interest of studying. You know, sometimes when I teach through Zoom, they could just turn off their camera, and it's as if that we're talking to the computer. And I, I experienced this myself. What do you think, Dr. Jane, with this You kind are not of situation, alone. What you would are be the totally, best
1: advice. You are totally not alone. <laughs> I mean, one, one thing about this is that it's not only Indonesia or Philippines who's suffering, you know, it's not only the Indonesian students or Filipinos, it's really a global phenomenon. I mean, yeah, these, are, these are. This is an example of the things that we cannot change. So we just have to weather through yeah. it, you know, to to ride through the storm, yeah. you know. And as I said, positive people yeah. will say, this two shall pass." But then again, it's very difficult for yeah. those who are negative thinkers to accept that kind of challenge. So um, we need to be uh, as a as a teacher. I have a lot of that because I'm also teaching. Um, I I put a lot of leniency to my students. I, it's okay if you. If you feel like just uh, on your bed and you just want to listen to my lecture, I, I, it doesn't matter, you know, if you are way late in uh, putting in your, 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 your uh, how do you call that, your classwork activity, I, we... Exercise a lot of leniency, at, at least that's for me. And I pray for my students. I, even, uh, I mean, I, I would call them, I would email them, I would shower them with texts because I really understand where they're coming from. And uh, I, I don't blame the students for feeling that. I myself uh, feel that so much, you know, but I have to force myself to come up because I know that the students depend on me as well. So, yeah. what Grace has said is correct. You know, set yourself a goal, you no? Know, yeah. And uh, envision yourself where you want to be after all this pandemic, you know, after this is over, where you want to be and uh, envision that and then uh, work for it and then develop the intrinsic motivation. This is not for me. For example, you will say this is for me. I owe it to my parents who is uh, paying for my tuition fee. So even though I don't like it and I never will like it, but I have to go through it. You know, it's like forcing yourself to do it for the sake of other people. So again, less of yourself, more of awesome. other.
0: So true, so true. Thank you, Dr. Jane. Uh, thank you so much for all the answers. I received lots of uh, questions in the chat box in our YouTube live stream. Uh, I'm, go- I'm just going to choose the best questions. I, you don't have a lot of time. Okay, there's a very good question, Dr. Jane. It refers, yeah, it is, it is intended for you. The question is like this. How you affect others or probably how you influence others with your positivity? Would you please kindly share it with us?
1: <laughs> how you
0: influence others with your
1: positivity? Okay. Um, I'm very careful about why I post on Facebook. <laughs> I don't post yeah. uh, negative things. On Facebook, that's one because uh, that's one way of influencing other people, you know, especially those oh. friends on Facebook. I don't understand why people can have 1,000 over friends on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like <laughs> 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 some of them are stalkers, but even though they're stalkers, still they're le- reading, you know, and they're looking at your Facebook. So um, I-, I would normally do that, and then I would always share uh, if there are positive jokes or something to make people people laugh or they i have a friend from the us oh. who is so good at at uh, uh putting out very good jokes on facebook <laughs> so that's one mm-hmm. way you know of uh, uh creating a positive platform and of course um yeah i think your smile <laughs> i think it's uh infectious yeah. sometimes when we smile you know um, it, it becomes yeah. infectious, and uh, other people will feel the good vibes in small ways. You know, uh, you don't need to think about hard ways to do it. It's just in your own uh, in your own environment. How can you portray that? So, yeah, yeah the things that you can control, uh, you can do that. So when someone is grumbling and texting you, you know, this person, this person you can pour water yeah. in that in that grumbling, you know, yeah. especially if it's a group chat, you know, and everyone is yeah. like complaining and complaining. So you can pour mm-hmm. water by making light remarks, you know, and uh, positive remarks. So those are some ways, I guess. The rest, uh, some people are born natural with it. So it's infectious, but some people, yeah, you can d- develop that actually.
0: Yeah. I, I, I really like your answers. You know, I'd like to come up with this idea about how women love doing makeup. You okay. know, when I apply eyeliner to my eyes, it makes a huge difference with my look. And I think the same goes to our attitude. If we just put a simple smile on our face, even though we are in deep frustration, it will still give us a huge difference on how we behave toward the problems that we have. I, I really like your, how you... you deliberate your answers on these particular uh, questions yes I think that's the best way on how to influence others by just giving the smile putting uh, putting a good smile for others okay uh, we have more question here ma'am Jane another question for you I have a question do you have an experience of oh I think this is the same as before Okay, I have a question about personality. How would you quantify the cluster's behavior? Wow, this is so advanced. For example, uh-huh. using computational models of emotions, mm-hmm. stresses, and happiness. Okay, I think okay. she enjoys learning, uh, listening to your talk. Okay, well, what would be your answer for this?
1: first of all, I'm a public health I know I'm not a mental health professional uh, that's why in my presentation I focus more on the um, you know the mechanisms happening inside our body, you know uh, the brain and the, because I did not focus more on the um, emotional part because I'm not a psychologist, I am not a yeah. psychometrician <laughs> so I'm so sorry I, I, I am not an expert in personality oh it's okay man <laughs> I am not oh, an expert okay. in personality it's okay Dr. Dane <laughs> I so think sorry, the, the viewers still get
0: still learns, it's okay I think the, the viewers still get something there is a question also for Jessica Jessica I think this is a very nice question for you how do you appreciate yourself
1: Um, well, how I appreciate myself is, wait for a minute, um, I start the day by facing myself in construct, constructive words. Uh, I do the things that I like, uh, and when I, I already done with the hard things in my life, I make a reward of myself. Like I buy some goods or I buy ice cream, and I go to the holidays. Why holidays? Because holidays are one of the things that most people have been waiting for, right? Mm -hmm. This was done in order to eliminate fatigue after working hard. And with a vacation, I can be fresh and my mind calm and um, my mood increased. I think that's, I can answer
0: Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Uh, there's also a question for Grace. Can depression be prevented? <laughs> what is your answer, Grace?
2: Uh, okay, ma'am. Uh, I think depression can be prevented. And the one that can uh, prevent that, uh, depression is healthy lifestyle. Uh, such as a uh, healthy diet and get enough sleep and stay true to yourself, uh, try to see everything on the, on the positive side, like I said before, and so on. I think that's all.
0: Thank you. There is another question coming, coming up here for Ma'am Jane. I work at home and never leave the house at all. Rarely communicate with friends. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable. How can I make myself happy? Um, um,
1: You cannot. um, Unfortunately, as I said earlier, happiness should not be the main goal. It's the positive mind. No, that's that's one. And uh, the other one is, uh, as I already mentioned earlier, social support. Is a very important factor to the pursuit of uh, happiness and eventually being positive. No, we cannot. No man is an island. There is a saying like that. No matter how you surround yourself with your gadgets and mm-hmm. TV and yeah. radio to boost, you know, to boost yourself, you need um, a human connection. No, so I suggest that. Uh, even though you are alone in the house, but if you have a Zoom or you have a Messenger, you can video call your mom, your dad, your your siblings if you have, or your close friend. And just to bah, uh, you know, <laughs> just just talk, you know. Eh, You know, like you just you need human connection, and you need that regularly, at least three to five times per week. You know, and uh, you must go out and even though you don't want to feel like going out, you go out to, in the park, you know, you can walk there and start meeting people and, you know, smiling at them. And you know what, even when you're just walking out alone and then you look at people, look in the, in them in the eye and then just, you know, politely, it will really do you well the the outdoor sun the outdoor air, the nice greenery it will really boost your your uh, positive mind as well. Your neurotransmitters will be boosted up. So there are many ways, but you cannot lock yourself inside the ho- home on your own without human connection. You must even through like this through v vi- yeah. through virtual. You must do that. Yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you, Doctor Jen. Uh, what you stated was so true. Is so true. Okay, uh, I, we have a lot of questions, but I just categorized all the questions. Some of the questions are similar, and, and I think uh, some questions are related to psychology, and I think I just skipped that. So basically, that's the end of our discussion. That's the end of our Q&A section. So once again, thank you so much, dear panel, for your stimulating talk uh could you please once again give closing statement to our viewers i would like to start from grace could you please give your closing statement or encouragement
2: to our viewers okay ma'am so my closing statement is allow yourself the time needed to get through depression because depression does take time and there is no magic cure but slowly as it develops, it can slowly get better. So, say truth for yourself.
0: Awesome. Okay, Tanya?
3: For me, I think the closest sta- closing statement is um, we must face it uh, the problems in God and involve God in the process.
2: Amen.
0: Thank you. Yes? Jess?
1: Well, my closing statement is, it's okay to not be okay. Everyone has their own struggle. Face your problem, make uh, improvement in yourself, uh, be grateful for what you have now, don't give up, and do your best.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Dr. Jane, could you please give us your closing statement regarding
1: the topic? Yes. Um, the pursuit of good attitude should not end there. But we need to pursue good character, okay? And good character starts from the settling in your decision in the brain, envisioning yourself, how you want to see yourself 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And uh, go forward, you know, because whatever it is that you are going through right now, you are not alone. Everyone is going through it. The world is great. Facing a crisis, and this too shall pass. The question is, how are you when it passes? Where are you when it passes? Did it make you grow in character, or did it shrink you lower in character? So I think that's the question that each one of us should reflect on. Thank
0: you, thank you so much, Doctor Jane. Yes. I really enjoy this episode. So to all our viewers, let's let not negativity keep knocking the door of your mind and your heart. And finally, we reached the end of the show. And I would like to say thank you to all the panel. I personally would like to say thank you to our guest speaker. We have a certificate that we would like to give virtually to you, Dr. Jane. Kathleen, could you please show the certificate? So, Dr. Jane, we plan, we will send the certificate. If ever there is uh, we make mistakes in writing your names or titles, please feel free to contact me uh, and or my team. Uh, so we are going to send the certificate to you through your email. Let me read the wording. Certificate of appreciation. With deep gratitude, this certificate is proudly awarded to Dr. Jane Yap for giving an enlightening and insightful talk as a guest speaker during Wisdom Within program. We are forever grateful for your tremendous support to inspire young people to value their mental wellness. So once again, Dr. Jane, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for partaking with this advocate and sharing with young people out there to value their mental wellness. I hope you received this certificate with a warm heart.
1: Thank you very much. I do. I do. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, um, I really appreciate you inviting me here. I love young people. I mean, I, we don't have kids. So in the church, we are always surrounded by young people. And I think that's, that's a good thing because it keeps me positive as well. So uh, it's my honor to be here today. Thank you very much for the invite.
0: Okay, stop share, please, Kathleen. Stop share the screen. Switch off. Okay. Thank you. I think we have something in common, Dr. Jane. I've been married for almost eight years. I also have no kid yet. (laughs) So I, I really enjoy, you know, having this kind of community with young people. Yes. Yeah. We're so glad. We're so glad that you are taking part in this show. So once again, thank you for all the panels. Thank you for all the viewers. Thank you for watching this episode, six episode of Wisdom Within. We are going to launch the last episode of Wisdom Within next week, May 7th. So please stay tuned oh, with the next episode. And I want you to become our solid viewers. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment into this channel. Thank you, everyone. Stay safe and healthy. God bless you.